Welcome back to another installment of the Brick House Podcast. I am Joseph Brennan, sitting here with Andrew Passaro. I like the word installment. That's a great way to start off the podcast. It's like we're two Maytag men. We came to change your plumbing. You know, it's funny. Do you want to be a part of my new moving company? Maybe. What are we moving? Yesterday, Zach and I helped a friend move into the neighborhood, and they were like, oh my God, thank you so much for helping. It's like, oh, no worries. Like, we're just going to start a moving company. We're just, we're literally, all we will do is move the shit out of the truck into your apartment. That's it. I lift things up and put them down. We don't do anything more, anything less. You pay us by inviting us to the housewarming party. Well, and alcohol at the housewarming party, but that's all we want payment in. We will help you move into your house so that we can eventually party in your house. Are you in? Is dental and uh, I included? We're technically freelance, so we don't cover anything. So that's a no, right? Yeah, that is that is very much a no. Do you provide jock straps? I don't know why you'd need one, but yeah, I'm sure we could go to the local Kmart and well, get I don't want to. Sp- I don't want a sports hernia, man. I'm not trying to pull anything. A, a jock strap is a very different thing than the back support, the lumbar support thing that you're discussing. I just want to make sure that I, I need you to know that that's not the same thing. I, I must be wearing it wrong. Yeah, I, I'm a little concerned about... <laughs> Joe, how do we start the show? Uh, Andrew, what you been listening to recently? Okay, so I'm going to switch up top of the queue a little bit this week. I'm going to give you guys a new track I've been checking out, but I've also got... I just hung up on you. I didn't stop how dare recording. You? How dare know. you? Yeah. Neither did I. <laughs> Good. All right, cool. We're going to leave that in you there. You fucking slut. All right, so as we know, we talk about music, but I am a watcher of way too much television. So track that I've been listening to is the new Freddie Gibbs track, which features Big Sean and Hit Boy. It's called Four Things. It slaps. Very good. Really enjoyed it. A lot of talent on this on this track. It's a new Freddie track. Like, put it on this weekend when you're turning up or whenever you're turning up. Honestly, like, you could be turning up on a Tuesday, put this track on. It's a good track to have on in the background. Have you seen that shit where it's uh, like a flashback to 10 years ago where XXL had like the best new rappers coming up and it had Big Sean, Freddie Gibbs, J. Cole, J-Rock, and who else? Another big rapper that like is really popular now, all on the cover. No, I haven't. We should tweet this out from the Brickhouse Twitter account at BrickhousePod or on the Instagram at BrickhousePod with no C. Joe, what have you been listening to? And then I'll tell you the people what, what I've been watching. So Sunday was a very rainy day, so I had to listen to some rainy day music. Rainy day music slaps. Oh, it's great. And there's this new track by this group called Goth Babe. It's called Moments Backslash Tides. And yeah, it's perfect if, if you're feeling a rainy day vibe. Even if it's not a rainy day, but you're feeling a rainy day vibe, uh, definitely check it out. It's When you have rain on a sunshiny day, unlike sunshine on a cloudy day. You could even pour like a bottle of Poland Spring over your head and just call it call yourself a rainy day. But yeah, really good song. Super chill, uber chill, and it slaps. There's also a new track by Jamila Woods called Sula or Sulla. I don't know how she pronounces it. Parentheses hardcover. I'm a sucker for Jamila Woods. And this one's like, I'd say it's like a reaffirming confidence and self kind of shit. Like uh, wanting for more, you know. It's really good if you're feeling yourself. Listen to that. And this is the one that I said would surprise you that I listened to. I listened to the new Ty Dolla Sign album. This does, this, this surprises me. Not like that surprising, but I know you fuck around with some Ty Dolla Sign. I've never really fucked around with them before, but I was really impressed with a few tracks in particular. The one with Kid Cudi, Temptations, and the track with Post Malone, Spicy. Like, I bumped that in the car. Was it and spicy? It was, yeah, it was super spicy. It was super spicy. 
I could feel it on my tongue. We do love to see that. Speaking of rainy Sundays, because uh, uh, what I did on Sunday was watch television, actually a movie in particular, after I watched the NFL game. The NFL games. I watched There Will Be Blood with Dan- Daniel Day-Lewis, which is obvious. I mean, it's been out for like well over a decade now. It's on Netflix right now. Long movie, like two and a half hours. But Joe, this is very, this is very much up your alley because it's some like old school shit. It's a timepiece set like when they're discovering oil in California, and a very intriguing tale. I like the movie a lot. And here's the thing: like Daniel Day-Lewis is probably one of those actors where it's like, oh. Why should I watch this movie? Daniel Day-Lewis is in it, and that's probably enough. It's funny. So I put out a poll on my Twitter at Andrew Passaro. I was like, what should I watch tonight? And it was either Mean Streets or There Will Be Blood. I low-key... Both great choices. ...wanted to watch Mean Streets because it's a gangster movie, and obviously De Niro and... Harvey Keitel. Who I love, Harvey Keitel. Have you never seen Mean Streets? I have never seen Mean Streets. I didn't see either of them. Wow, you got to change that. You got to change that, man. Uh, tune in next week when I tell you that I loved Mean Streets. But I, I was happy to switch it up and not just watch a gangster movie because I like recently watched Donnie Brasco and I'm always watching. We're always talking about gangster movies, so this was kind of nice to to watch like a more movie about the American, you know, the, the history of America. Honestly, I was very exploratory during the movie and I was like low key on Wikipedia about when mankind discovered oil and started utilizing it. Which is just, these are just the rabbit holes I go down when I start watching movies. So, anyways, good film. Great film, some would say. I would say that. uh, Watch that. Now, speaking of great things, it is 2020. We saw a post on Instagram over the few weeks. And, uh, you know, we do a good job of trying to find intriguing topics for this podcast. And this was one that kind of surprised both of us. And we saw an article that said that in the... 21st century, so 2000 on, the best-selling rock album was what, Joe? The best-selling rock album of 2000 was Hybrid Theory. Well, it wasn't just 2000. It's the entire... It was the entire 2000? It's the the entire 2000s. Damn, son. Well, yeah, it was Linkin Park, Hybrid Theory. It's the best-selling rock album of the century. I can believe that. I can 100% believe that. It came out in late October of 2000. Obviously... There's several like major hits on it, but like we were, we you know, we decided we should probably do a little bit of a dive on the year 2000. Let's hop into our time machines, go back to a time before iPhones, go back to a time before face masks, go back to a time before JT copped a feel at the Super Bowl halftime show. You've got a big daddy up there and you want to come. We're back in the year 2000. Okay, so it's back in the year 2000. We just went and copped Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park. We've got Paper Cut on here, Crawling, Runaway, In the End. In the End was the one that was probably the song that got me into Linkin Park, even though I'm more of a bigger fan of their next album, Meteora. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, Linkin Park was my favorite band of all time, but what I've done was the first track I ever nailed 100% on Guitar Hero. So shout out Linkin Park. But, Joe, what, what, what were you doing in 2000? What was little seven-year-old Joe Brennan doing in the year of our Lord, 2000? Well, seven-year-old uh, Joe Brennan was very eager. I won't go into full detail. But there was a lot going on in second grade. I had just purchased uh, two Backstreet Boys cassettes. I had all of the now, that's what I call music cassettes. Oh, I played uh, Joseph in the nativity scene for my school play. Not enough, enough about me. Um, there's a lot that went on in the year 2000. Uh, Napster 
Do you remember Napster when uh, Lars Ulrich from Metallica was whining about people stealing his music? See, I don't uh, ever remember was, Napster. I never used never used the program. I I have a vague memory of being seven years old and seeing it on the news, but that was going on. I read in the New York Post that the downtown lot where Die Hard 3 was filmed uh, was sold. I saw Rudy Giuliani, the former, what was he, mayor or governor? Mayor. Uh, he was up, up in arms about the Grammys leaving for Los Angeles. Wow. Um, I didn't yeah. know that that Grammys used to be in New York. I always figured they would have been in L.A. Yeah. Also, there was a lethal window blinds recall. Apparently, children were strangling themselves with windows or window blinds back then. <laughs> the, the window would have been more impressive, to be totally yeah, honest. Yeah, Some more fun facts from the year 2000. My Aunt Marge gifted me underwear for my seventh birthday. You know, these were white when I bought them. I wasn't too happy about that. Thanks, Aunt Marge. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted some fucking Legos. Oh, dude, I had so much Legos. So many Legos so in many 2000. Legos, so many Legos. So my, uh, my sister was born in 99, and we moved houses, and I had these two, like giant bins of legos and my parents had to pack up my legos like four or five times because every time they went to go move it somewhere i was convinced that the legos weren't going to make it from the old house to the new house so i was just like hoarding them in my like bedroom and like hiding them in places i had like that's all that's major major things that seven-year-old me was doing was very badly playing soccer playing baseball and i was playing with legos and that was, and we'll get to some other things later on. But this is before you started playing with yourself. In Vermont, they legalized civil unions for same sex couples. Michael Phelps wins his first medals at Sydney, the Sydney Olympics. Oh, wow. PS2, the PlayStation 2, is released in the year 2000. And the hole in the ozone layer grows larger than your mother's homemade lasagna. I see what I did there? I did see yeah, it. Yeah, it was good, right? It was pretty good. There's a bunch of new music that came out that year. Outkast released Stankonia. Radiohead released Kid A, At the Drive-In, PJ Harvey, Modest Mouse. That Coldplay album, Parachutes, D'Angelo, Elliot Smith's Figure Eight. The Stoner Rock classic, Dope Throne by Electric Wizard came out. Big Pun passed away that year, rest in peace. Dead Prez released their classic, Let's Get Free. Stan, or Marshall Mathers, uh, Eminem, LP came out. Featuring the track Stan. Uh, Little Chris released Back for the First Time. Talib Kweli with the group Reflection Eternal released Train of Thought. And Screwball, the rap group from Queensbridge, represent, released Y2K in the year 2000 as well. But there's a bunch of movies that came out that year as well. Andrew, do you have any insight? I got movies and TV. Okay, just movies. Are you ready for this? And there's two that we've talked about on this podcast a lot. And there's a couple that we would have seen in theaters as seven-year-olds. But obviously, the first movie that I think of when I hear the year 2000, it's one movie and one movie alone, and it's Gladiator. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you were here? That movie... I will always watch that movie when it's on television. That is like a stop what you're doing. Oh, wait, I had plans. No longer have plans. I'm sitting here. I'm watching Gladiator. Almost Famous came out in 2000, which... I am a golden god! I am a golden god! Hey, Russell, don't jump. And you can tell Rolling Stone magazine... That my last words were 
I'm on drugs. Yeah! Is the is, no this is the perfect rock and roll movie. If you like rock and you haven't seen it, Almost Famous, we're almost exclusively talking to my younger brother right now. Go watch Almost Famous with all of the, the kids on your dorm floor right now. Perfect movie. Castaway, Tom Hanks came out in 2000. Wilson! The X-Men movie starring Hugh Jackman as Wolverine came out in 2000. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon came out in 2000. American Psycho, another all-time pod classic, High Fidelity, came out. That's where we ripped off top five from. Remember the Titans? I sure do. That came out in 2000, featuring a very young Hayden Panettiere. People forget about that. I remember seeing this movie in theaters. Emperor's New Groove came out in 2000. Ooh. The Patriot with Mel Gibson all-time classic American Revolutionary War that totally didn't happen the same way that they did in the movie, but it's still a great movie. It came out in 2000. Aaron Brockovich with uh, Julia... Julia Childs? No. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, thank you. I don't. Julia Roberts should probably just slap me in the face for forgetting who Julia Roberts is, but it's fine. Do you remember this movie? Chicken Run came out in 2000. I don't remember that movie. It's like a 3D, not 3D, but like it's the 3D claymation with like chickens trying to escape from a chicken farm because they're going to get yes, made into yes, chicken Yes, that rings a bell. Then we get to TV That's shows. It's pretty dark, that actually. Into, yeah, it was a very dark. I like. I think we could watch it now and find way better humor than we found as seven-year-olds. But it's one of those movies where it's like this was written for adults to take their children to, and everything's going to go over these kids' heads. All the innuendo. I got some TV shows, a couple that are still in the air. Curb Your Enthusiasm, first season premiered. Are you serious? Dead ass. Do you remember the television show known as Malcolm in the Middle? That debuted wow. in 2000. CSI, which would go on to, like, they would have, like, four other offshoots of it. And I think CSI is still on television. It started that year. An all-time reality television show, Survivor, came out in 2000. Jackass came out. Even Stevens. Big Brother, The Ali G Show. And here we get into a couple that we both would have watched. Static Shock was on on uh, the WB, as was Yu-Gi-Oh! And Batman Beyond came in that year, which was an all-time show. And I feel like it needs to give credit because it's actually, if you're forced to sit down and watch the show, not as bad as people say. Like, if your mom or sister makes you watch the show, really actually not as bad as you think it is. Gilmore Girls starting in 2000. That's wild. That's a good year. That's a good-ass year. That's a great year. Pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. You mentioned some all-time albums. I mean, Stankonia. Some people think the Kid A is the greatest like alternative rock album of yes. all time. Are you one of those people? Uh, it's up there. It's I. So when that album came out, people said like it was at, like light years ahead of everything else. And I still think to this day that it's light years ahead of a lot of things that come out. How much? And I know Lincoln Park opened this conversation, so I just want to bring things before them before we close for the day r.i.p chester by the way how surprised are you that that's the highest selling rock album of the 21st century not at all i yeah so really that band lincoln park they were like the first band that kind of got me into contemporary music like i said i was listening to fucking backstreet boys and mystical shake your ass before that so like they were super influential to me and i wasn't alone like everyone in my grammar school everyone i knew they were super into Linkin Park, especially those first two albums. Like you turn on MTV and you'd have, you know, you'd have Beyonce, you'd have 50 Cent and you'd have Linkin Park, you know, like they were like the rock band 
you know, in the early 2000s. So it, it doesn't surprise me at all that that was the largest selling, biggest selling album of 2000. And you also have to remember that came out in 2000. So th- that's this. This is the century. This but is that's the what I'm saying. Selling rock album people. Of- that was before people really yeah. like started getting music illegally. Like people still bought albums in the year 2000, opposed to now where they mm-hmm. just stream it on Spotify. That's true. That's true. That's true. I mean, I'm kind of surprised. That, I mean, but at the same time, like, what album have they released in this century that would have gone that crazy? I'm kind of surprised the Chili Peppers aren't up there. Well, well Californication came out in '99, technically. Right. Okay, Green Day obviously. I mean, American Idiot did really well, but that yeah. was also Green Day. That I so I I took the notes for what was charting. Green Day had the album Warning on the charts at number sixteen, uh, twenty years ago this week. Red Hot Chili Peppers Californication was number fifty three, uh, twenty years ago this week, and Radiohead was also on the charts with Kid A twenty years ago this week. Before we call it a show, I'm just gonna go to fans also like on Spotify for Linkin Park. And I'm just gonna list the top like list the top. It's probably 12. pretty cringeworthy. Papa Roach, mm. Hoobastank, Breaking Benjamin, who I used to be very into in high school. Limp Biscuit. That was the number one album twenty years ago this week. Three Days Grace, Seether, POD, Disturbed, Skillet, Hollywood Undead, Three Doors Down, and Billy Talent. And then the next one, just just to be recognized, is Nickel. That's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> like that's no. not a great list like but but hybrid theory and meteora are perfect like are great albums like fantastic albums and have fantastic songs that i will always appreciate i'm not always in the headspace that it's like yo put on some lincoln park right now but also lincoln park will always associate with megan fox and uh transformers and obviously shia labeouf so i think that's where we should end it just do it thinking about megan fox in transformers it's been real, guys. Peace out. And this is my house.